take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, 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 Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 6, Chapter 11. When I decided to, you know, research the other side of many people in the balloon industry, I didn't really know where I was going in terms of what stories will be included. And there are so many hardships and hurdles that we're all going through in our own private lives. And those hardships are... And many times, these are the other sides of us and the way that we do balloons. Uh, sometimes the balloons save our lives, and sometimes they're just very meaningful for us. And this is one of those cases where, uh, in the interview today, I'm going to share with you a story of a person that had to go through fighting cancer. And fighting cancer with the balloons helped Karen Friedman Bracha so much. Uh, Karen Friedman Bracha was interviewed before in this podcast. Um, this time the interview is in Hebrew and I've translated Karen's words into English. So this version of the interview is actually the short version. If you prefer only hearing just a part of the answer of Karen, so not hearing the entire answer in Hebrew, but just hearing the English part, then you're in the right place. Thank you and see you at the other end of the interview. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi. And today we have a guest that was already in Season 4 of the Balloon Artist Podcast. And that is Karen Friedman Bracha. Karen Friedman Bracha, back then when she was interviewed to Season 4, shared with us some of her background in the architecture world and how learning and being a designer first before becoming a balloon artist has helped her. But actually there is something in her life lately that was uh, significant and big and that's the topic of today's interview and that is being affected by cancer. So hello Karen Friedman Bracha. Uh, this interview will be in uh, Hebrew and English at the same time so you could listen basically to two different versions of the interview uh, with Karen's uh, full answers and with the translation Sony. So uh, hello Karen. Uh, tell us a little bit about what was your your relationship with balloons before uh, finding out that you have cancer and what did you go into? Like how significant was the struggle? Hi, Shalom Lekulam. As Shmi Karen, Vanyomanit Balonim. Kodem Kolonyomanit Balonim, if Nakol. So Karen is a balloon twister and decorator as ever since uh, 2004. And balloons are her passion, her love, her, uh, her way of living. She just loves balloons. And at the end of 2016, she found out that she has breast cancer and she's been through a successful 
campaign and struggle, but uh, she won, and now she is after this, uh, handling this disease and managing it, and nowadays she is fully back, but actually even while she was going through cancer treatment, the balloons saved her, the balloons helped her, and the balloons were a part of her life, even uh, while handling breast cancer. So tell us a little bit about the time when you find out that you have breast cancer. What were you going through? Okay, I met you to answer your So this question is something that is actually is a little bit challenging to answer because actually um, uh, specifically with uh, me, Zivi, Kivi, um, there was a situation where we met in September of 2016 and decided to start a project together to do something different, to uh, share everything that Karen knows about Uh, doing balloons in dance floors in an online course uh, called Dance Floor Experiences Blueprint. And Karen uh, basically and me were embarking on a journey uh, in September 16 to actually share everything that she does and everything that she sh- that her business is doing in order to be successful and her business is actually very successful and has multiple employees and and he's doing um uh, Uh, many uh, dance floors every month so back then uh, we just started the journey and what happened next ואז בחודש דצמבר שהתחלנו את הצילומים אחרי כל התכנונים של הקורס Back in December 2016, we did our first filming uh, day, and I didn't know yet that I am actually, uh, that I have cancer, and I only felt a little bit ill, but I didn't know why. So everything went smoothly on the first day of shooting, but then between the first day and the second day, I did a test, a mammograph test, and I found out that I have breast cancer, and I was diagnosed uh, for having breast cancer. And I understood not much by, uh, back then. I didn't know exactly what I'm going through and what will be the process of recovering and will I ever recover. And that was a very emotional time in my life where, as an example, when I was driving to your studio, Zivi, I was crying all, all over, uh, like, while driving to the studio. But I knew I needed this. Uh, I wanted to be successful. It's important for me to share uh, my knowledge through the Dance for Experiences Blueprint. And so... When I arrived to the studio, I, I wiped my tears and I decided I'm going to do this and I smiled and we went through the filming and you didn't even know that I already know that I have uh, been diagnosed with breast cancer. So, back in January 2017, that's when I was scheduled for the first step in fighting the breast cancer, which is uh, the procedure of, of uh, the surgery uh, to take out uh, the cancer. And that was one out of four steps, four phases in the recovery. And the first phase, the surgery, The days before the surgery were the days 
of final preparation of the online course of the dance floor experiences blueprint and it was a blessing for me because I was busy and I didn't have time to worry uh, I was uh, in constant uh, work with ZV and with um, anticipating the launch um, the launch actually scheduled was scheduled to the day of the surgery and the three days after the surgery were the three days where when people were joining this program and instead of me being affected by pain and uh, by the hurdles of being after a surgery I was actually fully immersed in the experience of being happy about people believing in my content in my designs about people joining the program and it was a, a great success, so it was actually something that really occupied my time and was a real blessed. Uh, after that came the second phase of recovery, of, of fighting breast cancer, which is uh, chemotherapy. And when you get chemotherapy, your body has very low um, uh, ability to, to combat other diseases, so your, your immunity system is, uh, is low, is, is, is not as in full power, and so I was not allowed to go out and visit places where there's people, and I couldn't do gigs by myself. But I would continue for four and a half months to make balloons from, from home and my employees and my family supported me and basically uh, took those those uh, balloons and, and used them in uh, events, in dance floors and in, in other types of events. And even though I was uh, recovering and it was very hard to, to be affected by chemotherapy, it was still amazing to be... I, I was still uh, immersed in making balloons, so it was always a part of my life. Um, so, between the second and the third uh, phases of recovery, I already started to think I want to do something big to raise the awareness for, for breast cancer, something with balloons, a big project. I'll talk about that later in this interview. While going through the second step, the chemotherapy for four and a half months, I although my energy was lower and although I was still working with balloons and that was tiring to work from home and prepare those balloons, I was still passionate about balloons. I was still researching new ways to create a wow effect with balloons and for example I, I did research on glitter and adding glitter for to different types of balloons and to with different amounts and would actually document uh, the way that is the best way to to add glitter to balloons and that's something that I did just because I cared so much about balloons and was interested to find new stuff. After this uh, thir the, the second step came the third phase of fighting breast cancer and that is the pre pre prevention uh, surgery step. And prevention surgery means basically uh, you know, cutting and restoring uh, the breast so that uh, there will not be uh, a repeat cancer in, in the breast and that is uh, one of the natures of breast cancer but in particular there is a type of a gene called the BRCA and that gene uh, which is uh, something that uh, even Angelina Julie has 
this uh, gene uh, is is a gene that basically means that there is a, a higher risk on repeat cancer either on the breast or on uh, uh, ovaries it can also uh, reach your ovaries and the cancer can for, for this specific gene can can be there as well so the first the third step was uh, the surgery for prevention with uh, the breast surgery and this, the fourth phase was uh, taking out the ovaries. Uh, luckily I have two kids and they're healthy and, and good and I love them and so having uh, this procedure was a big step in my life but was something that was needed. I lost my mother to uh, cancer and she died uh, from ovaries cancer and so 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 I decided that I'm not going to end up this way. I have uh, taken all the precautions on those two major surgeries for prevention of future implication of cancer in my body. And now I can say that I am after this process totally. My, my doctors actually told me uh, officially that I recovered. So how did it feel to, to learn uh, that, that you, you've made it through this huge combat? I want to share with you uh, another story of something that happened while I was getting the chemotherapy. Um, I was actually in a situation where I was arriving to the place where I will get the chemotherapy uh, treatment, but then I also knew that at that same day we had a gig, which was a wedding that uh, my uh, spouse will need to take balloons to that wedding instead of me, and or, and. I brought balloons into the medical center and asked the nurse to get uh, my own room. And I sat down and I received the chemotherapy through an infusion uh, and I was still making balloons the whole time. And the nurses were amazed of how much willpower I have to fight the pain, to fight the fact that I have low immunity system, most of the people are just sitting there depressed but I was there with uh, surrounded by balloons and it made me happy I was smiling I, when I left the medical center every time I was happy about me not uh, giving in to, to the treatment or the cancer I wasn't uh, I wasn't surrounding myself with feelings like uh, how will I make it? Uh, will I manage? I always thought about how I will manage to fight this. I will succeed and I will manage to continue doing what I love, which is balloons. I remember and one of the times that I was in the uh, hospital and uh, my dear friend Ran Nitke who was also interviewed to the Balloon Artist podcast, uh, sharing his story of how he got to become blind and how he continues to be a balloon artist these days. Um, so Ran Itke was back then uh, only seeing uh, shades and he uh, took buses and find his way 
train, he took he took a train and find his way all the way from from where he lives to the hospital and came to visit me in the hospital to spend some time with me uh, and we were uh, meeting so that we could plan a huge balloon project and I couldn't write because I had an infusion in uh, my hand and he couldn't write because he was already half blind he couldn't write and see what he's writing so my dad was there and we were talking about balloons and planning this big decor job that we're going to do together at the same time my 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 dad would just document everything we say on a piece of paper so that we can later uh, make sure that we have everything we need and and so like balloons were uh, always a part of my journey yeah, they helped me recover they helped me maintain uh, happy thoughts and it also was like the cancer was uh, creating a situation where I got new friends uh, people that I now consider very close friends that share the same journey that I do which is the journey of being so passionate with balloons that it's stronger than disease and stronger than the hardest struggles of life so uh, when you were going through this uh, and you had this friendship with Ran Nitke who, is, who, who knew that back then that he's going to go fully blind soon uh, and you know that you're fighting cancer did, did this relationship, this friendship, did it uh, affect the way that you can handle uh, the disease as well? The friendship with Ran is something that was meaningful for me in, in a very deep way because we were both struggling. He was knowing already that he's about to go blind soon and I was fighting for my life. And so we were going through uh, uh, a similar situation almost. And we would talk daily, we would communicate, we would encourage one another. And we both had this vision of not stopping, continuing this, this journey to uh, improve our art, to affect uh, to, to, to bring it to the to to the uh, world and to show uh, our talents and our skills and to improve them and so uh, my vision uh, was the same vision like Rand's which is to continue and improving and and, and uh, helping other balloon artists uh, through inspiration and through being great in, in this uh, in this wonderful art form this is uh, something that uh, uh, was a part of my life and, and, and it also gave me proportions to be in touch with Ran to know that he has his own hurdles and to know also that we sometimes work so hard in life while we still have families and we still have you know ourselves and we have friends and the proportions were not only to see that other people are going through their own struggles it was also for me to understand that uh, there are important stuff in life apart from from 
balloons it's your family it's your friends and and the balloons make it all better but it was also an opportunity for me to to learn about the importance of family and friends what type of moments do you remember that were uh, like victory moments I know that I remember there was a day specifically when when the doctor said uh, that you've recovered but what was your victory looking like so when uh, when we started to talk uh, Zivi and me about uh, creating a course together almost two years ago uh, back in September 16 um, one of the goals that I had was I wanted to go to international balloon conventions uh, too, like you, Zivi. And I, uh, that was a goal, a life goal for me, uh, for one of the achievements I wanted to ach- achieve. But then the disease uh, came in and it had to delay it. Um, but when my doctor said that I recovered, it was three weeks before WBC 18. And it made me realize, like, I need to do this. I need to go to WBC. So I did everything immediately, managed to contact Cam Woody and get assistance from her about all the logistics of what do I need to do to register and get my visa uh, on time and buy the tickets for the airplane. And, and I flew to WBC. 18 in San Diego and it was an amazing experience uh, first of all it was an important experience for me emotionally because I was I was exposed for the first time I was uh, shown uh, without my wig uh, with my short haircut and That was the moment in time when I decided I will no longer wear the wig. I have recovered, I don't need it, and I want to show to the world uh, what I've been through. And I met people, I told them about me recovering from breast cancer. I shared my designs with them in the jam sessions. Um, we even actually had a dance floor experience uh, where uh, a few balloon artists from Israel and uh, a few uh, balloon artists from the States, we worked together to create uh, lots of hats and, and we've shared um, all of those hats in the dance floor in the final night of WBC. Um, being in WBC was was an amazing experience. I learned a lot. I met with people. It was fun every single moment of it. And I'm really happy that I managed to succeed. And that also led me to understand that this big project that I want to do to help and encourage other uh, people, the other, other women that goes through uh, breast cancer, this big balloon project is something that is possible. Um, it is something that is uh, meaningful and, and my, my specific approach to it is that I want, to, I want people to know that there is a way to go through the breast cancer procedure, all those, those four phases or, uh, uh, that I went through. People can go through it in a, in a way that is, I think, uh, like a winner approach where you, you are always encouraging yourself. You are looking at uh, the situation in a positive way. You go through so many hurdles and yet 
you become stronger through them and that approach this it was something that was a lifesaver for me uh, and was very meaningful and that is something that I think balloons can do uh, uh, in this project that I want to share with you guys uh, so tell us a little bit about what is this project what are your plans and and if someone wants to take part on this what uh, can they do okay as a project as a project we're working on uh, a project that will happen in October uh, it will be a, a breast cancer awareness uh, week and we will do an international project I already have um, the hug and the blessing of dozens of balloon artists uh, high-end uh, high-quality uh, professional uh, famous balloon artists that have, have decided to join this uh, project and uh, basically I'm designing a certain sculpture that later on um, uh, the, the, there will be some certain uh, of, of variations that uh, the balloon artists could do uh, and basically we will all do this special thing from balloons that I cannot share yet um, we will expose this only later on in the project we will all do the balloons at the same time and for the same purpose which is to raise the awareness not just for balloon, for breast cancer but also for for the recovery process for how you can go through the recovery process so to 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 encourage people not just to find out if they have breast cancer but also to go through the process of recovering in a in a different way in a positive way uh, and in, in, in be empowered by people around you and by balloons so uh, this project is something that um, uh, Karen and me will manage on I will help Karen but this is Karen's project I'm just helping from 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 the project management side and we will uh, tell you all about it on the Balloon Artist Facebook group and uh, of course I will also uh, send um, an email about it to everyone uh, uh, if you want to be part of this project uh, there will be an opportunity for that and this is all something that we do out of our passion for balloons and out of our care for our family members in balloon family and of course out of the care for the cause of uh, raising the awareness for breast cancer but also the awareness of ways to to go through in terms of the approach uh, through the process of recovering um, Karen uh, thank you so much for sharing your very personal story uh, with us the Balloon Artist Podcast Nation and for not giving in to, to the disease and for being sticking to your passion and continuing to teach uh, you already uh, contributed a lot through the dance floor experiences blueprint but also through designing uh, the walls with Ranitke in the 21 day challenge of the balloon artist college and we also have other surprises that we are uh, uh, planning for the future so uh, thank you uh, for all that you do and for your friendship so Karen thank you again and 
and we will see you guys next week on the Balloon Artists Podcast. Bye, תודה רבה. That was the interview with Karen Friedman Bracha. If you're interested in uh, joining and helping on this project in October of 2018 related to uh, breast cancer awareness, then you are more than welcome to send me an email at uh, basically send it to Zivi at balloonartistpodcast.com. Except for that, I wanted to share with you guys that we have a new department in Balloon Artist College. It's called Under 100 or Less Than 100, and that is for courses that cost less than $100. Those are based on an existing digital uh, download or DVD from the industry that was improved by Balloon Artist College in a few ways. The content by itself was awesome and well-selected. But then on top of it, we are adding a webinar with the creator of the DVD. So uh, he gives away an additional 90 minutes of content. And uh, we are sprinkling on top of that a webinar of our own from the many jam sessions that we have with the amazing Scott Trip. Uh, those courses are going to be released one by one in Balloon Artist College. We already have two of them released. And by the end of June 2018, we should have probably something around six or even more of those courses. And the fun begins not just with the pricing, which is very fair. The fun is also that... You can watch the download on phone, on tablet, on PC. You can mark yourself where were you in watching the videos and what are your favorites. So if you have a few DVDs or a few um, courses with us, you can have your favorites marked uh, across multiple uh, different courses. And uh, on top of that, you can write down your user notes. So basically your own notes about a specific uh, lesson. Uh, you can see a gallery of the picture, which is something that many times is missing in digital downloads. And on top of that, the everything that goes into the category of under 100 is a course that you get access to for free if you are a member of Balloon Artist College. And our members is uh, like a club where you get uh, free webinars every month and four challenges a year and now also a vault of many many courses that are under a hundred and you get access to them for free as a member that's something is that is very exciting and new if you want to learn more this is what you need to do you just get go into balloonartistcollege.com see you guys next week on the balloon artist podcast Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Today is Season 6, Chapter 11, out of 14, which is the usual, but who knows, who knows. Um, and in this tip section, I want to talk about costumes. And this is all about how you as a balloon artist can decide not to look like a normal human being. You can decide that. Uh, when someone comes to a party and looks at you, they should be able to know you are a balloon artist. Now, mind you, 
I'm not saying necessarily that you should look like a clown. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you choose to. If you want to look like a clown, look like a clown. If you want to look like a magician, look like a magician. If you want to look like a professional balloon artist, then there is a way to do that. And the way to do that, in my humble opinion, especially for the girls, is to go to thetwistersister.com and buy her clothes because you can go from looking like a human being to looking like an awesome balloon artist from here to there very very fast um i i say especially if you're a girl but actually they have these new things that are for boys too like t-shirts and like ties personally t-shirts are not exactly my style except for in the summer in israel but uh, ties, definitely the ties are amazing. And the Twister Sister ships all over the world. They even have shoes and other apparels, like socks. You can even go with a, a balloon dog sh- sock. So uh, the tip for today, take care of how you look like. Make sure that you look in a way that reflects your quality. And in particular... You know, if you're on the journey to becoming a balloon boss, then caring about how you look like is the right thing to do. If you're a member of Balloon Artist College and you're already deep in the process of becoming a balloon boss, then I want to see your pictures of your costumes in the Balloon Artist College Facebook group. See you guys next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast.